Welcome to the Staying Ageless podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E. I am a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about how to heal fibroids and infertility supernaturally. To get this longevity party started, I'll share a few supernatural healing experiences I have had personally. And later today, we'll be chatting with our guest, Apostle Vivian Rose, founder of the Two Shall Be One Ministry and Union City Dallas Church. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the UAE, the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, Uganda, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and lead us a review in Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey, happy new year. I hope you guys had an amazing holiday. I know I have been MIA for a second, but I'm super excited to be back and in full effect. And I thought, why not kick this season off with something a little different? Okay. Just something that you didn't, maybe you didn't even think about this ever coming to the Staying Ages podcast, but here it is. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about supernatural healing for the first time. I've personally been super fascinated with supernatural healing because I first experienced it myself years ago. And ever since then, I have been so like, just just astounded by it because as a practitioner, obviously I'm using holistic means. I'm looking at diet supplements and lifestyle, but I always am aware that there's a spiritual side to healing for a lot of people. There's the mental side, there's the nutritional side. There's so many sides, the aspects of healing. And the spiritual aspect of healing is something that Western medicine and even Western thought doesn't really usually even think about. And it's really interesting when you experience literally being unwell and then the next moment being completely well. And the only explanation (laughs) uh, was your faith, uh, was the action you took um, in faith. And so anyway, so I'm really excited about talking about this topic. Um, So as a Christian, I did grow up in the church. I grew up hearing and reading the stories in the Bible about Jesus, you know, healing leprosy, healing the woman with the issue of blood, raising the dead, casting out demons, and much, much more. But for most of my life, maybe up until my 20s, I didn't actually know that the same healing power that was shown in the Bible studies could actually exist now in my own life personally and in yours too, if you believe. My first encounter with supernatural healing happened years ago when I sprained my ankle at a boot camp in Los Angeles. So child, I was trying to get fit, okay? I paid for this boot camp. It was kind of expensive. And the first day of the boot camp, I I had had ankle problems in the past, like from running. I used to be a cross-country runner, whatever. But I don't know what I was doing. And I sprained my ankle and I was so upset, right? Because I paid all this money. Now I'm not going to even be able to finish the the boot camp, at least I thought. And it was a Wednesday. And at that time, I was going to this church called In His Presence Church in Los Angeles. And it was an amazing church. And on Wednesday nights, they would have these worship nights. And I had seen in previous weeks where people had come with their healing testimonies because usually they would worship for a while and then they would call people up for prayer. So I was like, I'm going to go to church and get my healing. Okay. 
And so I had a brace on. Um, it was very difficult. I was kind of limping. So I limped into the church that evening in pain, sat down, went through worship, went through the service, got to the end where they're like, hey, is anyone here need healing? Come up here. So I limped my way up to the front. They prayed for me. As I'm walking back to my seat, I feel heat coming to my ankle and this tingling. And I'm like, child, what is that? And I'm like, this is very interesting. So I'm like, something is happening to my ankle. So I sit back down because I'm not trying to like test it. You know, I wasn't standing the whole time. I sit back down and I'm just like, okay, let me just go through the rest of the service. Maybe, you know, something will happen. I don't know what's going on though. I'm still feeling the heat and the tingling for a little while. I go through the rest of the service. They finish the service. I get up to leave the service and I just walk normally. And I'm walking and I'm like, I don't feel any pain. What is going on? And I literally just started walking normally, walked out of that service without a sprained ankle. And I went to boot camp the next day and literally people were like, what happened to you? Like, I thought that you messed up your ankle really bad. And I said, I did. I went to church and got prayed for. And they were like, looking at me a little bit sideways, like, really, girl? (laughs) But that was my first experience. It was really wild. And I was like, wow. I mean, I literally, I, I, I knew I had a sprained ankle. It was in a lot of pain. And I went from one moment of having pain and not having pain. And I was like, this is amazing. So that was my first experience. I've had many, many more experiences. But I'll tell you about the most recent one uh, that literally happened a couple of weeks ago. So since then, I had a bunch of other experiences. But most recently, I went all the way to Phoenix, Arizona um, at the beginning of December to a conference in Phoenix, Arizona called the Festival of Miracles. I stumbled upon this evangelist and pastor named David Herzog. And I had heard him ministering online about the glory realm. And he talked about how he had tapped into this anointing by going to this other evangelist. I don't remember her name. This old school evangelist, he went, she used to, I guess, basically just minister and people would be covered by the glory of God and getting healed and miracles and all this stuff. And he went to one of her services. And ever since he went there and and preached, it's like that same anointing came upon him. Um, And so in the services that they do, there's a very intense atmosphere of worship. So you're just, they're praising God. They're singing different, you know, worship songs. And in that atmosphere, after they created this atmosphere of intense worship, people literally were having supernatural healings occur. People were losing weight supernaturally. Okay. They were having all kinds of like teeth coming in and different things. And I was like, this is wild. I'm like, I'm listening to him talk about it. And I was like, I need to experience this for myself. Seriously. I was so curious because I have had these other experiences. I was like, whoa, this is sounds next level. Cause it's not like he was talking about how like people were just being automatically healed. Once that atmosphere was set, it wasn't like they were saying, well, let's pray for you. It wasn't like through force. It was literally the atmosphere was set. And in that atmosphere of glory, people were getting healed. And I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. So I was like, let me go see about this, okay? <laughs> so I'm there. I'm at the Festival of Miracles, and I can't remember um, which day this happened, but two days in a row, I had two different issues heal instantaneously. So the week prior to me going, I had really intense pain in my hip. And, you know, sitting long periods is not good. I even have a standing desk, so when I see clients, I can stand a bit because for me, it's it really creates a problem for me because I had one leg um, that was slightly longer than the other since I was 
a kid and it caused issues with my ankles, with different things, wearing out my shoes, blah, 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 right? And if I sit too long, it also creates this really annoying pain in my hip. And my chiropractor was always telling me like, hey, you need to do these specific stretches and all this stuff so that you don't you know, get older and need a hip replacement. So I'm always really generally pretty careful about it, but I had sat for way too long before I left and I was in a lot of pain. So he randomly starts talking about, okay, so we worship for a while. Like I think it was over an hour, two hours or something, right? And then he just started call. he came up there and started calling out specific things. And he specifically said, somebody's femur is growing out or whatever. And I literally, I was sitting down, I could feel my bone extending a bit. And remember, I said I had one leg that's a little shorter than the other. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. And then he said the hip pain was gone. And you know that was already gone. So I was like, okay, great. I feel like my hip is being healed because I felt it tingling in that area. And it was warm in that area as well. My leg had grown out. So that was the first one. And I immediately felt relief. Like I haven't since going, I have not had any issues even sitting for extended periods and have not felt that same hip pain. I'm like, wow. The next day, they called out for people, same thing, worshiping for hours. Then they call out for people to come out who have thyroid issues. Now, for me, this year has been the year of the thyroid. I've helped a bunch of thyroid patients. It's like ever, ever since the beginning of 2023, I've helped so many thyroid patients because I finally understood it better and and got deeper into it. And so I've been able to help a lot of people get off of their medications and onto supplements that actually help um, with hypothyroidism and other things without um, the same side effects as medication, you know, because a lot of times, um, you know, they're, they're not prescribed well, people are not paying attention. It's just, they're not getting to the root cause of the issue as well. So anywho... So while I'm dealing with all these thyroid patients this year, I myself noticed at the beginning of the year that my thyroid, my TSH was elevated, was outside the functional medicine range, which a normal doctor may have not even noticed because it was still technically in the normal range. But I noticed it because I also noticed I was tired in the middle of the day. I was noticing certain things. And I was like, this isn't normal. I need to handle this. So I actually used some of the thyroid supplements myself and over a period of maybe two, three months, I was able to actually get it back into normal range and was starting to feel a little bit better, but not complete because it was like, I noticed that it had affected my metabolism a bit. So my metabolism was a bit slow. It hindered my ability to fast, which I used to fast a lot, but fasting for people with a slower thyroid, not exactly the best idea. So yeah, anyway, so the call for people with thyroid issues and I'm like, let me just go out there because it's like, gone, but not all the way gone, like the way that I would like it to be. Like, I don't want to have to take supplements for it. So let me just go in the, in the aisle. So they're praying and, or they, when well, they call it out and they actually sent a prayer for everyone there in the aisle for, with thyroid issues and said, you know, God is healing you right now. And literally I felt my thyroid heat up. I felt my whole entire body heat up. It felt like there was like sensations around where my thyroid is. And then my entire body heated up from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. And I was like, whoa. And you know, the thyroid regulates temperature. So I was like, yo, I, I'm pretty sure I'm healed. Like this is this is intense. I um, testified about it at the Festival of Miracles. But when I got home, I was like, I'm going to test this out. And I have not been, y'all. It is now December 25th. That was like, you know, almost a month ago. 
I have not been on thyroid supplements this entire month and I feel better than ever. I've been able to um, do some fasting like I used to be able to do. I'm not feeling sluggish in the middle of the day. And I've just been like, wow, God is awesome. Um, so so the, that's the most recent thing that happened to me. The most recent was, you know, my thyroid got healed and my leg that was slightly shorter than the other one grew out, okay? I know it sounds very crazy, <laughs> but I feel great. <laughs> so now that you've heard some of my personal testimonies, I hope that if you have never heard about the healing power of Jesus Christ, that you are intrigued. And if you are a believer, I really hope that your faith is renewed to tap into that healing power for any ailments or diseases that you're struggling with, especially in this new year. I am really excited about today's guest. I have been a part of her ministry for years now in her prayer group, and I've been so blessed by her teachings and her heart for prayer. And she has shared with our group her incredible testimony so many times of her fibroids healing and overcoming infertility. And I really thought that it would be a blessing to you guys. I mean, I have so many women that I work with who deal with fibroids and infertility. So I just want to offer you, I I know this will be a blessing to you where you'll be like, wait a minute, whoa. Um, So let's take a brief pause. Don't go anywhere. Stay buckled in, okay? And stay tuned for an incredible testimony that will hopefully give you hope that Jesus really can heal anything. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. (laughs) I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. (laughs) And I don't do dairy don't you know we don't do that anymore and my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today so my weight did go up um so i'm really happy with you know with my results i'm really grateful to you know to god and to to asosa and her her raw girl program and I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Today's guest is Apostle Vivian Rose. Apostle Vivian Rose is the visionary founder of the Two Shall Be One Ministry, an apostolic leader, preacher, and prophetic intercessor for revival. Apostle Vivian is a globally renowned Christian speaker and author and impassioned teacher of the Word of God. 
with emphasis on understanding and practicing kingdom principles for living. She is a pioneer in the realm of teaching and establishing supernatural marriage on earth alongside mentoring and raising women to pursue godliness, purpose, and the power of the Holy Spirit. She carries an anointing for prayer, emotional healing, and deliverance. Her website is thetwoshallbeone.com. Apostle Vivian Rose, thank you so, so, so much for joining me on Staying Ages podcast today. I am like beyond excited to have you as a guest. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Lady Asensa. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, so I have been a part of your ministry now for a couple of years and it's blessed my life so much. And I've heard your testimony so many times. But um, because I deal with so many women who are struggling with fibroids, they're struggling with conception, they're struggling with all these things, I really thought it would be so powerful for you to share your testimony. So I don't know where you want to begin, but wherever you feel is a good place okay. to begin, feel free. I think the first thing to say, thank you so much. The, the first thing that I always think about is the fact that I just assumed I will get pregnant when I wanted to get pregnant. Mm. When I wanted, and you know, you know, I wasn't born saved, so obviously I got saved. I think the same year I got married, but you know, mm. so I had boyfriends. I was on birth control, you know, from I think about eighteen years old. Oh and wow! I got married at yeah, twenty-six years old, and I got saved at the same time. So it was all around the same time. Um, but I never liked birth control, and so I just remember around twenty-two, I said, "I'm not going to sleep with any man anymore until I'm married." Mm. It was just like a decision I made. I just thought, no, I don't want to go for this boyfriend thing. So I didn't really use birth control but um, very often. But I do remember when I got married, I said, I'm not using it anymore because I just wanted my body off it, you know? Yes. Yeah. I wanted yeah. my body to be. But I never got pregnant. But I just mm. assumed it wasn't time. But when I now felt, okay, it's time. Um, and I really, in prayer, the Lord was like, it's time for you guys to start having, this is like four or five years in. Start thinking about having children because we're trying to pay off debts and you know what I'm saying, settle, get ourselves on the property ladder, make sure we're not owners, you know, even though it's just a small apartment, but we wanted to buy that, which we did, you know. So we were more kind of career minded and business minded, mm. career minded. So I thought, okay, it's time to start having children. So I just thought, okay. So I think I had gone back on it for a while and then I came off completely everything. No conception. Wow. No pregnancy. And every month I'm like, what's happening? You understand? Because I'm like, I thought, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong. So what's happening? So I was shocked because you think you're just going to get pregnant because you hear about it. People decide to try for a child to get pregnant and that's it. So that was my first rude awakening. Mm. That, oh, it's not automatic. <laughs> it sounds right. strange, but I know a lot of women are like that. You just think when you're ready you will just get pregnant only to find that it doesn't happen that way. That's where um, the issues come in. So when I went to the, we call it the general practitioner at that time, he said, there's nothing we can see. But it was a year and a half later, I actually did conceive. And when I conceived, I still had my period. That's another thing. I didn't realize you can still get your period wow. when you're pregnant. So my period still came for about two months. But I was pregnant. Okay. So in the eight-week mark is where I got the confirmation, you're pregnant. And so I was happy. But then four months in, I lost the first child. And that's when they now started doing more invasive scans. And then they found right. that I had five 
fibroids. And one of them was the size of a tennis ball. Oh, God. Yeah. So that was my introduction to fibroids. And I was like, what are they? Because I've never had any issues. They said, oh, do you ever have a lot of bleeding? And I said, not really. When I was young, I did used to, but it, it all kind of panned out. It was fine. Um, I never had major pain by that time. So I said, there's been nothing wrong. I was regular, like clockwork, three, four day flow. So I didn't consider that overly heavy. So I was just like, there's nothing wrong. I, why now? And why would it cause a miscarriage? Because they, they, they put the miscarriage of my child down to the fact that the fibroids apparently grow. The hormones make them grow. They're pregnancy hormones. Yeah. So that's what they explained yeah. to me. Estrogen. Okay. So that's what they explained to me. So I said, okay. Um, and then having done the DNC first, I continued to heavily bleed. And I started to um, um, hemorrhage after about two weeks. Oh, my God. Now, I didn't realize. I just thought it's part of the healing process. So when I started to hemorrhage more, that's when I nearly fainted. I had to go back to the emergency. And that's when they're like, oh why didn't you come in? And I said, oh, I just thought the bleeding would just eventually stop. They said, no, you can't keep bleeding. You're supposed to have healed up by now within a few days. So you should have come back. I didn't realize. Anyway, at that point, they said, we have to do not only a DNC. It's better to take your womb up because you're hemorrhaging with the fibroid. And so their recommendation was to take my womb up. And I said to them, no. I said, yeah. do whatever you need to do. They said they don't like doing two DNCs because they can puncture the womb. I said, whatever it is, you know, my God has told me I'm having children and you're not stealing that opportunity from me. So I, I forbade them doing it. So they did the DNC, but they left my room and everything was fine. But they warned me, do not try and get pregnant until we treat the fibroid. And so every single, I think it was every single two, three weeks, they were doing scans and they began to give me the different treatments or they began to give me the options of the treatments, which were invasive treatments, um, which were to take things to shrink the fibroids. Um, they even had a treatment where they said they can cut off the blood flow from the is it from the fallopian tube or inside the womb. Yeah. But they now um, transferred me to one of the top consultants, which I had to wait about two months for. And when he saw me, he said, to be honest, there is no cure. He came out straight <laughs> and said, to be honest, there is no cure. And this issue of stopping the blood flow will affect the whole womb. So he doesn't recommend it for people as young as I was. I was in my 20s, mid-20s, going to 30 by that stage. Um, all my saying, I was um, 26, I was 30, 31, yeah, 31. So he said, I do not, I actually stand against the consensus of the medical community because I don't understand how they can seize the blood from one area and it will not affect the blood from another area. So he said to me, he doesn't yeah. recommend it apart from if I do not want to have children at all. So that was out. So I just said to them, leave me as I am. I have a God. And what happened was a man of God came to teach in our church about the power of the Holy Communion. And I also read in the word, um, Exodus 23, um, 25, 26, that when you serve God, he'll remove sickness away from the midst of you. He'll yeah. drink your water. And, your food and yes, water. and there'll be no none barren among you, and none shall miscarry. Yeah. He shall fulfill the number of your days. So those two events or incidents came in the same month. And so I said to God, I'm going to see whether your word works or the word of the surgeons work. So I'm going to speak this wow. word over my life because I'm serving at that point. 
I'd just given my life to Christ about five years before, but I was newlywed. So I said, Lord, I'm going to serve you, with all, and I'm serving you with all my heart, as I best know how. So I want this thing in the midst of me to be taken out. And then a man of God came to teach upon the power of the Holy Communion and how you can believe God for healing in any area of your body every time you're ingesting. So I now took it instead of every month, that like the church took it every month, once a month. I took it every day. <laughs> I said, every day yeah. I'll take this thing. And every day I will yeah. prophesy to my womb that those things in me have got to come out of me. And the child who's supposed yeah. to be in there will stay in. So I told my husband, you have to, you've got 30 days to make me pregnant. <laughs> and they told me in the ward and in the hospital, and the no circumstances get pregnant no because I was very anemic as well. Yeah. But I lost blood and my anemia had gone down to four. And so they had to give me blood transfusion. So they said, under no circumstances get pregnant because your body won't be able to manage it. But I was so angry with the devil that I said, I'm supposed to be a mom. God said to me, I'm going to be a mom. So I told my husband, because he said he was sitting outside. So he said, what did they say? And I said, you've got 30 days to make me pregnant. I did, never told him because he's very practical. He would have said, no, no pregnancy. Just, oh, so you didn't even tell him the doctor's report? No. Well, I knew he, 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 he would agree with them. So I said, no. Yeah, yeah I knew he'd agree with them. <laughs> Sneaky. So when really told me, it's time for you to have children. And they promised me children. So I thought, this is my year to have And by this time, it was going to April. So I was like, I've got less than how many months? Or oh, March. It's going to March. How many months to get pregnant to? get nine months into that year, you know? So I said, you've right. got 30 days, mate, to fit into my, my time frame. And God was so good, I got pregnant again, you know? Wow. Yes, I did. But so now every two weeks, they scanned me. And every two weeks, they said, these fibroids are growing. So they were really worried. But I was now taking the Holy Communion and speaking to my room that the child will stay, the fibroids will go. The child will stay yeah. because I was like, Lord, you said you'd take the sickness from the midst of us. So to me, that's the midst of my body. Five of them, you know, in the womb of the, in the, and um, it was embedded in the womb. Okay. Not outside, inside. So I yeah. don't even know where she found to latch on. <laughs> I don't know, but she found a space. Anyway, after five months, they took me to another higher specialist because by that time they were really worried and they didn't want me to go to work so I had to stop work that's how bad it was okay. yeah, I had to stop work you know to, um, my career because they said that I had to rest but they were afraid I would lose the child and it felt like I would at one point but God was good I didn't but after five months five fibroids disappeared as in wow. so they now took me to wow. the top 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 scanners and they looked at the old scans and the new, and the even the third party who was not with me, who was not my consultant, had to be brought in to confirm that they were seeing right. Because <laughs> they were like, "How did she wow. have five? It's the same person, and there's none." Wow! That's how the Lord took them all out, super happily. Wow! And the child, you know, my daughter now is 22 years old. <laughs> wow! And she's a performing artist. Wow. Praise God. So I always say she keeps wow. them out. <laughs> yes, you did a jump kick. Because <laughs> yeah, right now they do all kinds of jump kicks, you know. But yeah. Wow. So that was the miracle wow. of how I could have children. 
And to be honest, even the surgeon said it was a miracle because they said they've never seen it. So I realized God did that to prove to them there is a supernatural element to healing. Yeah. Because they had already yeah. told me there is no cure. And now they're seeing yeah. cure, a cured wound, you know, scan for scan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really amazing. So the scripture was, I love that scripture, Exodus 23. Yes, Exodus 23 from verse 24 to 26. Yes. So you stood on that every single day and you did the Holy Communion every single day. Every single day. And you literally decreed to your wound. I decreed to my wound. Because the thing is, I was still spotting. You know, it's not good to spot when you're pregnant. Yeah. So I was spotting. So every time you spot, they're like, uh, it looks like, you know what I mean? You're on your way to having another miscarriage. Uh, uh, but I didn't come into agreement with it. And even though I was spotting and everything, they told me not to travel. I still traveled. But I said to God, I said, I will stay in your presence. And I dare the devil in your presence to take a child out of me again. Because I said, Lord, I'm not going to accept losing another child ever, whether yeah. in the room yeah. or out of the room. You know, because it's very painful yeah. to lose, because you love the child. Yeah. You start thinking about names. You talk to the child, even in the fetal stage. So the child is complete, is real to you. You see, so the loss at four months, going on four months was, it was devastating to me. Right. Right. Let's talk about just what would you say to people about the mindset? Because the thing that I always found I find encouraging about you is you just get very adamant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like that with certain things. Like when it comes to healing, like, you know, I have a gift for believing for healing. I don't care what it is. I'll just be like, it'll go. You know what I mean? But I think it's easier um, said than done what you, what you just explained because the emotion, there is so much, fear-mongering by the medical community. I can't tell you, every day in my office, I'm dealing with women that I'm talking off the ledge and I say, do not get the hysterectomy. I really want you to just believe that, you know, you can be healed. Let's let's work on this, you know. And obviously I have holistic ways of shrinking yes, fibroids. Yes, like I, I wish I knew way. you then, you know, because I'd have gone on right there. No, because you want something like that. So you want somebody to encourage you. Yeah. And the whole medical, we, we've been, trained or raised to put our trust in the medical community so we don't see an option in fact we look at other options as they're not really tested meanwhile the whole world was actually raised on the herbal you know what i'm saying that's the mindset isn't it for us to come back and trust that a lot of the natural ways medicine has been given to us already you know yeah so for you is there just something that clicks that keeps you in that faith zone or like what what would you say to someone who feels like because you know there's that emotional roller coaster the devil can come in the middle of you trying to stand and be like mm, no yeah. the doctor says this it's getting worse you even heard that it was getting, it's worse, getting worse but you yeah. still stood. do not get pregnant so many things they said i should they said i should check back with them in six months to see if i can even attempt but i think the first thing i would say is the word of god because one thing with me is if god tells me something to me, it's law, right? So yeah. he said, it's time to be having children. Now, it's taken me a year and a half to even conceive. I think it was a year and a half or going on two years, a year, 10 months, something like that. So even the conception yeah. was like a fight. Now the conception came in. I thought, okay, we've conquered. And then we lost the child to these five boys. So at that point, my husband zoned out. 
is like, this God thing, let's forget about it. Okay? Oh, wow. Because so, wow. he was really upset. Like, how can God tell you it's time to have children? And then he, he told us to pray over the pregnancy every day, which we did. And then we still lost. Wow. So he was just like, I don't oh, know where wow. you're going with this Christianity thing. He was a Christian, but he kind of practiced oh, it because wow. he's like, Mm-mm. So he also was saying right. to me, I married you for you. I don't want to lose you with all these surgeries and whatever. Because, you know, they always give you the risk factors. The, the, yeah. risk, the risk factor is the compunctions. The risk factor is the, the, you know, you could die. Yeah. You know, it's a small risk, but you know, I mean, they have to say it. So he, was, he yeah. went into panic mode. So he said to me, Let's yeah. forget this children thing. I don't want to lose you. But I was like, I'm not going to have the opportunity of motherhood taken away from me. So right. That was me. I said, my mom had four and um, she went through some difficulties, but she had four. So I was like, how dare the enemy, the devil think he can take my opportunity away? So I think it's that kind of anger. It's like, how dare you, you know, steal right. what is my inheritance and my blessing from God away from me? Right. You know, that was right. my first thing. The word was, it's time to have children. So I knew that God was on my side. So right. you have to believe God is on your side because he wants you to have children. You were born to have children. You were created female so you can have children. So it's your right, right? It's your birthright. It's your inheritance. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And don't forget, I was I was saying when I had the miscarriage, people said all kinds of things. Lady says, like, oh, oh, maybe the baby was not mm. going to be healthy. So maybe God took it out. Maybe, you know, they come with these ridiculous arguments. Oh, God. I also went through it. Don't worry. Maybe it wasn't your time. And I'm like, oh, God, God is not confused. He said, time to have children. Why can't he just use his power to keep the child in? So I said, I even told Satan, you're out of this argument. And I said, God, explain yourself, please. What's happening? You know, that's what I said to him right. when they told me that I'd lost the child. What's going on? You know, because so, I said, well, you and I have to sort it out because I've got to be able to trust you, you know, because you're the one I'm depending on it. So that's how I kind of navigated the whole thing. And then when I knew that the Lord was on my side is the scriptures also back it up. The scriptures yeah. black up. It says even they said, God makes the barren woman a, a happy woman, a, a happy mother of children. And then, you know, the scripture, yeah. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. So it means that God knows that barrenness will come. And then he said to me, study barrenness and study what happens anytime a woman is barren. So in the mm. scripture, I studied different women, whether it was Rebecca, Sarah, who else? Um, 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 Elizabeth, who couldn't have children for, you know, John the Baptist's mom, um, Samson's mom. And he said to me, I never give women an ordinary child. I either give them multiples or I give them an extraordinary child in compensation for what they had to Right. Is trying to conceive. So you realize right. that even God is mindful of the pain emotionally that we go through as women trying to conceive. Right. That God now compensates us with like a, a prophet like Hannah, a Samuel, or right. compensates with a mighty man like Samson, or compensates with Isaac, right. you know, or gives us double twins like Jacob and Esau. Right. So they all said to me, in every instance when a woman's been barren, a great child has come out. So yeah. that encouraged me after doing that Bible study for myself to realize God yeah. is on the side of women who can't conceive. And if we stick in faith, he will honor our faith by giving us the blessing of a special child. I love that so much. I, wasn't it Hannah who, when she dedicated Samuel, then she had multiple children exactly. after that, no? Exactly. It was, it was, it's very encouraging because he always adds he more always to the blessing. Adds not just more. So that's what I, Amazing. I that kind of, 
boosted my faith to understand God is on the side of the woman who is barren or who can't conceive. God is on the side. Neighbor said, she who was called barren, it's actually written for Elizabeth. She who was called barren has now brought forth a son. You know, so God doesn't deny. And I think a lot of women, faith to them is denying the comfort. You have to face up to it. You have to face, yeah. go for the treatments, get the diagnosis, find out as much as you can about your condition. But then you can still believe God to reverse that prognosis. You see. I love it so much. It's so good. It's so good. I hope everybody is listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what I'd love to do now, if possible, can we pray for women right now who may be listening, who have fibroids? Um, can we pray against, you know, yeah. also like the fear that comes against them, yeah. that urgency? They, they make, there's this panic. Yeah. <laughs> that comes over to give in, you know. It was, it so seems their... to be easier for them. They they always present it like it's easier for you to just let us take your rumor. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, because yeah. And I do know that some women I've seen them. Do, I do. I know why they do it. Okay. I I know why they do it. So I have friends who are OBGYNs. I've had a lot of conversation with OBGYNs. Mm-hmm. And the ones that have left the medical industry in order to approach this from a different, there's very few. Um, he's actually on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> he, he told me that most OBGYNs are offering hysterectomies because they don't have the skill to do a more nuanced surgery. It is easier to take out the entire organ than it is to do the finesse of trying to remove each fibroid. But I know it's not true because I have a client who went through working with me to balance her hormones before having surgery. We thought she only had maybe 20 fibroids. That surgeon who we found who was exceptionally skilled, exceptionally empathic, removed 65 fibroids and kept her womb intact. Her womb is still there today. Wow, praise God. So I know it's possible. I know it's possible. They they tell you that it's not, and they and they're telling people with two fibroids to have a hysterectomy. Yes. It's just not true. It's just not true. It's not. It's not true. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. So you, you have to find somebody more skilled down if you don't get rid of your wound. You know, it's wrong. Yeah. So you need a voice like yours out yeah. there. Let me tell you to say, you know what? There's another option. There's another way because even just the fact that you can reduce them, it matters because. If you can reduce them, it gives you more time to just work and believe in God, you see? Yeah. Really yes. So yes. Is they keep growing. And that's the most annoying thing about these five boys. They keep growing. Yes, but when we reduce them, what you do is you balance the hormones so that the hormones don't grow them any longer. Mm-hmm. And that's what people miss out on. When you do the surgery and you don't do the work of balancing your hormones, your body's in a constant state of estrogen dominance and it will just grow them and grow them. And so when you're pregnant, obviously you need estrogen. You have to be estrogen dominant when you're pregnant. And that's why they grow when you're pregnant. But if you do the work of balancing your hormones, then you can stop your body from kind of manufacturing this environment. This is why some women have come to my office having three, four surgeries, Apostle Vivian. I'm like, there's nothing left for you to to work on. Mm -hmm. Like what? You have to stop this now because you'll just be a lab rat. Yes. They'll just keep growing back. You see, so um, so yeah, it, it's 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 really really um, it's really wild how that all so works. The, in, our, in the, our, sorry, before we pray, but is it is it like our nutritional? What's bringing so much of this in this in this day and age? 
You know, there's so many, um, there's so many things that I think I, I, be, I believe that, um, there are spiritual issues as well yeah. as just the natural yeah. issues, yeah. but the natural issues I can tell you are, um, I do believe a lot of people of color, uh, not all are lactose intolerant, um, are consuming diets that are high in processed food and certain types of food. Um, you know, they used to give people government cheese and free milk. I think they knew why they were doing those mm. things. Um, and then, uh, then you add the birth control agenda on top mm. of it. And what the birth control does is because the synthetic hormones are pummeling your body with the synthetic hormone, you're on it. You're pretending you think your period is fine because it's a false bleed of your period. You get to the age where you want to have a kid, you get off the birth control and miraculously you have endometriosis or fibroids or cysts or whatever it manifests for you. And so they've created this, this system now that just cycles people into constantly, you know, getting on birth control, having the surgeries, da da da, da. And then they don't explain to you that you can actually control this with your diet. You can control it, you know, but there's also something deeper and very dark that's going on with a lot of women. And it's not just women of color, but women of color are very much being targeted, mm-hmm. honestly, for, for hysterectomies. And they've done research on it. And I've presented it on this podcast where they've shown that Black women are offered hysterectomies way more than other counterparts. And so there's something going on as well where there is an agenda for some reason mm-hmm. to consistently offer this surgery. It's, it's, and it's I think it may have to do also right? with, you know, they're making money off of these surgeries mm-hmm. and all this stuff, but it's it's disturbing. It's mm-hmm. really disturbing. Because yeah, I wonder, because yeah. they had no explanation, you know. Yeah. They had no explanation outside of all, you know, they don't know what's happening. They've seen it in increasing numbers of people and this is the way they deal with it medically. And I just wasn't really, I didn't accept it, you know? So I think you have to be very yeah. much aware not to accept things for your body that yes. you're not in agreement with, you know? But they're making yes. that life on death. But it's not. You can you can manage it and you can, yes. you know, for yes. healing. And then you can work, like you said, even just through natural medicine on balancing hormones and doing everything you need to do. So don't rush to just take your womb out because it's not, yeah, it's it's just devastating anyway. It's so devastating, and it throws people into early menopause. Yes. Uh, people in their thirties, yes, you know, Mm-mm. on menopause, having hot flashes and stuff for years and mm-hmm. years now. You know, because they don't tell you the ramifications of having that hysterectomy either. No, they know? don't. They didn't explain none of this to me. No, yeah, they didn't explain any of this. You know, they just explain it like this is the solution, and then of course, when you get the other side, they start explaining, oh, this is the the after effects. So now do this, now do this. And so you become like, a, exactly. say, a lab rat, a medical yes. Yes. God forbid. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so let's pray. So we, the first thing I want to pray is for the mind. The Bible says that every imagination that exhausts himself against the knowledge of God, we must pull down those imaginations. And I think the fear of you cannot become a man or the fear of mm. you're going to somehow become medically impaired or die because you found Mm. is a wrong fear so we have to come yeah so heavenly father in jesus name i just want to pray for every single woman out there who's feeling like the fear that you will not be able to have a child we we bind that fear over you and we also um, yeah. pray right now that that fear and that confusion that's been seeded into your spirit your soul your body your imagination right now is bound we take authority over it lord and we pull down that yeah. stronghold now we know that the worst is that whose report do you believe? 
And so we pull up the report of the word of God that says, by the stripes yeah. of the Lord, we are healed and we are made whole, which means the sacrifice that Jesus paid on the cross was not just to die for sin, but to die for sickness. And by his stripes and by what he suffered, our suffering ends. So Father, I just want to prophesy over yeah. every single woman believing you for conception who is suffering to conceive and is going through fibroids and any other diagnosis that by the blood of Jesus Christ, let their suffering end in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I decree, Father yeah. God, that there be divine deliverance and healing and strength returned back to the wounds and returned back to the bodies, the minds of God in Jesus' mighty name of every woman trying to conceive. And we just curse the condition of infertility. I curse it because it is not a condition planted by God and the word of God tells us that anything my father did not plant, any plant that my father did not plant, I shall be uprooted, shall be uprooted. So we come together Lord in agreement and we curse all infertility. We curse the roots of all infertility over Father, the women who are trying to conceive. We curse the root of God of every fibroid. We command it to wither and die by fire in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I ask, for oh God, as the balm of Gilead is released upon the women, that, Lord, there shall be healing inside every womb. I always prophesy, your womb shall not become a tomb. Because I believe that mm. there's an invocation that has been made in the spirit many times, that the womb of women shall become a tomb. And so everything that's mm. conceived in there shall die instead of live. Amen. And it's something the Lord gave wow. me spiritually. One day he said that it's a, it's a spiritual thing they speak, even in witchcraft and you know, divination and all these evil things. They speak of women that their womb, sometimes it's in bloodlines, you know, that their womb is wow. And so I just want to decree, if that's become the circumstance of any woman, that your womb shall not become a tomb. In Jesus, he said, yeah. you shall be called mother of all the living. Eve was called mother of all the living, which means everything she conceived lives. And so we decree again, Lord God, life into the womb of every woman in Jesus' name. And as they come forth in conception, their womb shall not become a tomb. Their womb shall become a place of nurturing, a place of growth, and a place where the fetus, Lord, will latch on, and they will grow to term, and you shall fulfill the number of their days, and they will be brought forth. Their children, amen, conceived shall be brought forth in health in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We cut off, Heavenly Father, the opportunity of death to continue to take life in Jesus' name, in the wombs of your women. We cut off that opportunity mm. by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. And we also pray for the God that you will cause conception. You granted Hannah conception when she cried out to you. I pray for that for every woman that is trusting you right now for conception, that you grant them conception. Nobody knows really how conception takes place. We know the functionality of it, but we don't understand how life comes in between the egg and the sperm. It's been a mystery. But Lord, supernaturally, you infuse life into the egg and sperm and you bring forth a fetus, you bring forth a human being. So Lord, we pray that you will grant conception to every single woman. You will grant conception to show, Father God, your mercy in my life. You will grant conception to turn their sorrow to joy. You will grant Conception mm. to fulfill your word and your promise over them that none shall be barren and all who serve you, Lord God, and shall bring forth and shall be fertile in the name of Jesus Christ. Grant conception to those who have been trying for years. Break every barrier, Father God, of infertility over their life, even of impotency in some times of their husbands in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we say thank you, Lord God, for fertility and for conception and for health and for restoration of a cap um, capability to have children in the name of Jesus Christ. You are the God 
who makes the what they say, the barren woman, a happy mother of children. And so we just decree that now in Jesus' name, that many will come out of this cycle, Father God, of fear and of failure of of pregnancies and of um, barrenness, Lord God, or of um, miscarriage. And they'll come into your blessing and into your goodness in the name of Jesus. As you did for me, Lord, do for them. Show them that by the blood of the Lamb, Show them that they are the body of Christ, by the cross of Jesus Christ, by the Holy Communion, and by the word of God, the word shall reverse every curse over their eyes, and they shall become a mother. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, that was good. And confess the word. Because the word the word yes. is like activated by speech. Yeah. I decree the word. I yeah. speak the word because the word, you know, it's it's just written. But when you speak it, now life comes into it. So keep speaking the word yeah. of your womb. Amen. Your womb is there to bring forth life, not death. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, this is a, this is a impromptu, but I feel like really quickly for anyone who is listening who doesn't know Christ, who is the greatest physician in my opinion, (laughs) alive. Um, Maybe we should have a a short prayer for anyone who has, because I I have a lot of clients who have, are in Christ, but they're a bit lukewarm or they feel like they've lost their faith a bit. And maybe they've been encouraged by this testimony or somebody who literally doesn't know Christ at all, but it's like, wow, this guy can heal me. Um, I would love it if you would just lead us through a short prayer for those people as well. Yes, of course. You know, I think the first thing I'll just say is that Jesus actually cares more for us than we care for ourselves. So anything Mm. that you are looking for as a woman, he actually cares about that more than you think. Because you see, because he's come to save us, a lot of people think that he's only mindful of salvation. But actually in salvation is healing. In salvation is restoration, is motherhood, is, you know, lifehood. Is you know the blessing of God is the is business you know opportunities in Christ is all good things Amen and so John one four says in Him is life in Him is life mm. Amen and His life was the light of people so I said everything concerning your life is in Jesus if you understand that yeah. you stop running away from Him because though He's come for salvation He knows that in salvation which is reconnection to God as your Father Amen and also as your Savior and as your Lord and saving you out of sin and out of that cycle of not only sin, but everything that we suffer as a consequence of sin is because of sin. So if he removes the sin, then the platform of sin is removed. Sickness also no longer has its grip over your life. Amen. So I'm going to encourage you to just, if you are, you know the Lord, but you've drawn back, is to ask him to another opportunity to not only come back to him, but to actually live for him and to get to know him. Mm. Because the more you mm. know him, the more you will love him. Most people come back yeah. from him, there's a wrong perception of who God is. You see? So I pray for you right yeah. now that you just ask the Lord that Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, take me back as your son, as your daughter, and help me to see you as you really are and to love you mm-hmm. as you really are so that I can live fully in you and receive everything that you have died to give me in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
And that mm-hmm. miracle of reconnection, reconciliation, shall I say, is going to start activating the life of God in your heart and in your soul and in your mm. body in Jesus' name. And mm. for those who don't know mm-hmm. Jesus, you have to accept that all have sinned and fallen short. And so I fell short in my way, you fall short in yours. And the only way to God the Father and to heaven is through Jesus because he's the only sinless one. But he was not selfish. He didn't say, I'm the only perfect one, so I will stay in heaven. He said, I will give up my right to life so that you can have a fresh opportunity of life. So that's true love, okay? And so receive and accept Jesus as the solution to the everlasting, should I just call it the mortal um, sickness of sin. Mm -hmm. Sin is like a cancer with no cure. It corrupts every good thing Mm -hmm. about your life. And in the end, it destroys you and separates you from God in hell. Amen. So just ask the Lord again to forgive you for your sins. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Accept me as your son, as your daughter. Accept me. Grant me the opportunity of new life in Christ, in Jesus' name. Teach me how to live for you. Give me, I'll call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and help me to walk with you in Jesus' name and to experience eternal life which starts the minute you give your life to him not in heaven it starts on earth amen so as you pray that prayer he actually has come into your heart he's coming to your life and my prayer for you is as you read the word you will have an active living relationship with him where you speak to him and he speaks to you now he will direct Mm -hmm. you into everything he's always wanted you to have amen praise god Love it. Yes. Yes. Well, I I really appreciate you so much. I really feel like it's going to bless a lot of people. And I I hope that um, everyone listening, if you have testimonies or if you listen to this and you're inspired, please feel free to message me and I'll also pass it on to Apostle Vivian. Um, But um, thank you so much. This has been a a, a phenomenal interview, (laughs) more than an interview, an impartation. It's always a blessing (laughs) to speak with you, to speak with you. And I love what you're doing, honestly. I'm going to get myself more involved because I do need, you know, and you gave me some advice, which worked. And they're like, where are you getting all this? I said, from a very, very knowledgeable lady. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Welcome. God bless you. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. And I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. 
Attention superfood lovers, you all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa has creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit truemoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year, $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at The Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at therawgirl.com with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, all right. Today, we are not taking a question from Instagram or email, but remember, if you want your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram, at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. If you or someone you know is struggling with fibroids, I also hope our guest story has given you some hope. Now, you know, not only is it possible to deal with fibroids using holistic means, you can also resolve them with the power of prayer, Holy Communion, and standing on the healing promises of Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or if today's show was a blessing to you, or if you have any testimony at any time in the future, definitely DM me or email me at rawgirltoxicworld at gmail.com. Today, I leave you with the Bible verse our guest used to stand on for her healing. This is from Exodus 23, 25 to 26. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you, and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at TheRawGirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, TheRawGirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit TheRawGirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com.